morning in the new year, I'm going to be talking about storage units. Has anybody ever seen one like that? Does that look familiar? It's in town here. About, um, I got blue, and then I got green, and I even threw a little bit of red in there, a little Christmas colors, green, red. You know, some people, their storage units, they park, this is a truck, they park a truck in there. Some people park their boxes in there, right? Storage units come in all sizes, shapes. 5x5, five 5x10, by 10x10, five, five by 10, 10x15, by 10x20, 10x25, 21x20. Some people, as time goes on, their storage unit kind of starts to get a little cluttered. looks like that a little bit. I don't know if you've ever seen a storage unit like that. Sometimes it just kind of gets slammed in there. How many of us, when we're in a rush, we know it's just easier just to slam it in there, right? Isn't it easier just to slam, just throw it all in there? Well, if you needed a storage unit this morning, a 5x5 in town here costs 103 bucks. If you needed a 5x10, it costs 126 bucks. If you needed a 10x10, 10 192 bucks. This is a per month. 12x15, 253.50. 10x25, 299 dollars. 21 by 20, 552 dollars and 50 cents. Storage units getting a little pricey. Now some of them do have first month free. Right, so if you need one of those, you want to shop around. And if you want to park a car outside, 20 feet of parking space, $100.80. Just hold that thought of storage unit for a minute. We're going to jump into 1 Samuel, my text this morning, not through the storage unit. 1 Samuel 17, and we're going to start in verse 8. Goliath stood and shouted in a taunt across the Israelites. Why are all you coming out to fight, he called. I am the Philistine champion, but you are only the servants of Saul. Choose one man to come down here and fight me. If he kills me, then we'll be your slaves. But if I kill him, you will be our slaves. I defy the armies of Israel today. Send me a man who will fight me. When Saul and the Israelites heard, they were terrified and deeply shaken. Verse 16, for 40 days, every morning and evening, the Philistine champion strutted his stuff in front of the Israelite army. Skip it on to verse 23. And as he was talking with them, Goliath the Philistine, champion from Gath, came out from the Philistine ranks. Then David heard him shout his usual taunt to the army of Israel. And as soon as the Israelite army saw him, they began to run away in fright. My last verse is this morning, verses 41 through 44. Goliath walked out toward David with his shield bearer ahead of him, sneering in content at this ruddy-faced boy. Am I a dog, he roared at David, that you come at me with a stick? And he cursed David by the names of his gods. Come over here and I'm going to give your flesh to the birds and wild animals, Goliath yelled at him. The definition, I don't know if you've ever heard, but in those verses there was one word that I'm pointing out today and it's the word taunt. And that word taunt means to make a remark in order to anger or to wound or provoke provoke someone with an insult or to challenge someone with multiple insults. And you look at this story this morning and I wanted just to paint the picture of someone who is using his mouth and his words to taunt other people. And he did such a good job, but it says that the whole army was afraid. How was it that Goliath, how was it that this man was so um, 
good at what he did. How many of us, we appreciate, if you're into sports, we appreciate good athletes, right? We love it when the quarterback, the running back, the wide receivers, the defense, right? The offensive line, the defensive line, they all do their job, right? When they all do their job and there's victory, how many of us, we love when, when there's victory and there's good results, right? This man had learned good results with his mouth. This man had learned good results with his strength. He was over nine feet tall. The coat that he wore weighed 125 pounds. So he was strong, right? He was strong, he was buff. And for Goliath, he learned his physical strength is something that he could use as a tool or a weapon to taunt other people. Now, sometimes what we do as people without realizing is when we become good at something, sometimes we take what we're good at and we use it to put other people down. Sometimes what we do without even realizing it, the very thing that we love, the very thing that we love about ourselves, we're all handsome and beautiful and wonderful and strong and powerful this morning, but without realizing it, what we do as people sometimes we use what we're good at to intimidate others. Now, I'm into sports, and I love sports. Believe me, I love it. Basketball is one of my favorite. When I like to play basketball, I talk major trash, right? I love shooting hoops. I love talking trash. I like talking about your mama. I like talking all those things, right? You got to do what you got to do, right? But sometimes... Life in itself isn't a sport, but yet we treat it that way, the way that we talk to one another. And some of us, we use our words. Some of us, we use our height. Some of us, we use our intellect. Some of us, we use whatever it is, the one thing to taunt and intimidate other people as Goliath did in this story. Intimidate means to frighten or overawe someone, especially in order to make them do what they want. Have you ever been intimidated by someone? Have you ever been taunted by somebody? Have you ever heard this before, nobody likes you? Why don't you go kill yourself? You're not very cute, you're kind of ugly. I don't know why people like you. Are you gonna cry right now? Um, you've had too many donuts, you're a little overweight. You're not normal. You were born by mistake. You're annoying. Have you ever heard that? I've heard that, I can't tell you how many different times. Every single one of those, I've heard that in school. I've heard that in the workplace. I've heard it everywhere. People love to put other people down. It's everywhere you go. There are so many bullies. It is crazy. And no matter how many bully campaigns there are out there to stop bullying, people get bullied every single day. People get intimidated every single day. People get taunted every single day. And the question is, sometimes without realizing it, do we do it without realizing it? Do we do that with our silence? Do we do that with our words? Do we ever, ever make someone feel that they're below us because we're better? What's all this mumbo jumbo this morning? You know, two years ago and 21 days, turn your neighbor and say two years, 21 days. There was a little thing called COVID. Anybody hear that word before? Two years, 21 days, actually started December. Two years, 21 days, 
COVID's kind of changed the scenery in life. How many of us before COVID were eating, drinking water, enjoying life, living, making plans? People were planning on getting married, making goals. They had their five-year, 10-year, 15-year plan, retirement, all those things. When two years, 21 days ago, COVID came on the scene, there was this one thing that people used, and they used it to seize control. Through this past two years, there's been fear, there's been intimidation, there's been separation, there's been guidelines, there's been rules. And without realizing it, this one word has so divided our world. This one world has so divided people. You know, today, how many of us know that for years it was people were divided by the color of our skin, right? Now it's divided by vaccine status. <laughs> how many of us remember as a kid, your mom said, if your friend tells you to jump off the bridge, you're going to do it? You guys ever, you ever hear that? You ever hear that growing up? It's amazing to me today how anybody in the world now because of this one word COVID, we can be told to do something and immediately we all follow and line up and just do whatever they tell us to do. This one word has so changed our world. It has so changed the next five years, 10 years, 15 years. I, I sell food during the week and during the day. It's what I do for my day job. And I can't tell you that, you know, our company and all companies have used this to make more money. They have not done it to help people, but they are making way more money than what they used to before COVID. People today have become so greedy. My brother-in-law worked for a company up north, and when his, uh, the owners of his company um, got in tons and tons of money from the government through this thing, they did not want to help out any one of their employees. They wanted to keep it all to themselves. And so my brother-in-law, being a righteous guy, said, you know what, if you're not going to help them, I quit. He was the CFO of this company and said, if you're not going to take the money that was given to you to help your employees, then I'm out of here. It is crazy the amount of so many different situations that have happened all over this world. Through COVID, people, I think that through this situation, everything's become a little bit more magnified. And this morning, as I showed you the storage units, as we get back to it, you know, storage units, we all, I think when we were born, if we were to compare our life to a storage unit, it looked like this. We were clear, clean, empty, and wonderful. But as time go on without realizing it, let's go, we'll start here actually at this one, this one. Without realizing it, as time went on, we just started, kind of just kept piling stuff in there. And for many people up to this point, our storage has become really, really cluttered. And what has COVID done? What has this one word done? It's magnified what we have on the inside of us. Because I can tell you 5, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, this country was founded on men and women who wanted to die for the freedom that we now possess. But now death is one of the greatest fears ever. People will do anything. We don't want to die. We don't want to die by some disease. We don't, we don't want to die by this thing called COVID. We will do anything. 
to try and save our own skin. We have become, in this world and in this time, the fear in so many hearts has become magnified because people, kind of like Goliath, they're taunting us and they're intimidating us. It's become so magnified. You know, the enemy out there, you know, that a few weeks ago we were talking about the enemy and how many of us know that the enemy, he, the very first thing that he did in the Bible is he used a question to trick people. The very, very beginning, Satan, the devil, serpent, he used a question and he said, did God really say? And we talked about how questions lead us down different roads and different paths, right? But the other thing that Satan does that we don't talk about too often is Satan is really good at taunting us. Just like Goliath in this story, just like people out there today who are using COVID to taunt, the enemy taunts us every single day. And the enemy, every single day he comes to you and says, you are not worthy. You're not a good person. You're not good enough. You're not, you're, if you died, you're not going to make it to heaven. You've done too many bad things. You can't be a Christian. You shouldn't go to church. You've got so much junk. This is what you look like right here. Satan is so good at telling everything that's wrong with you in your life. Satan is so good at taunting us every single day. You're not good enough to do this. You're not good enough to do that. You're not holy enough. You're not. And I wonder how many of us in around our world have piled junk into our storage units? How many of us have hung on to things for way too long? You know, one of the things that I got delivered of and, and it needs to happen again, but I wore the same jeans for like 20 years and it was a horrible experience in my life and I'm, I'm broken about it and, you know, go on and on and on and get some tissue. But I wore these ugly jeans because I thought I didn't need to wear nice jeans. I should just wear ugly jeans, right, every single day and, you know, woe is me, blah, 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 blah. Thank God that I have a praying wife who prayed for me and <laughs> delivered me from that. But how many of us this morning... And in 2021, as it's already gone, because 2022 is here, if we really take a look back, how many of us, there's just too much junk in the unit. There's just too much clutter. Because, again, through COVID, there's a magnifying glass that is, it, it, it alarms us. Just as life seems like it's going to get better and kind of get back to normal, what happens? The Umra God, oh my gosh, there's a new version, Right? What's going to be next? And so as something, as life just starts to feel a little normal, then all of a sudden something happens again, right? And then we got to close down. And then we got to shut down. And we can't do this. We can't do that. You can't go to a concert. You can't fly. You can't do this. And it awakens something inside of us. Because there are people who are taunting and intimidating us for one, for one thing. They want to control your life. There are people Real people who want to control you. There are people who want to control your life. Now, I don't know about you, but I was told here in America we're supposed to be free. Free to speak our mind, right? Free to stand up for what we believe. That's not the case anymore. You can't say what you believe. You can't say, you can't just speak your mind anymore because you're going to offend somebody. Right? 
Something has deeply changed. And the enemy is using and he is soaking this up like a sponge. But if we just forget about the enemy for a second. In your spiritual storehouse this morning in 2021, is there anything that you need to clean out? Is there any clutter in your spiritual storehouse that you need to clean out? You know, in this story that I opened up with David and Goliath, one of the most popular stories in the world. But here was a giant who was intimidating, trying to intimidate a teenager boy. But the teenager boy, what's funny to me in this story is he intimidated all the men. But he couldn't intimidate the teenager. He intimidated all the men. They were scared to death. Every single one of these men were scared to death to fight this guy. But yet a little young teenager walks on the scene, says, I'm not afraid of anything. My God is for me. He's not against me. My God is for me. And no matter where I go and no matter what I do, my God is going to give me the victory. The old men in the story forgot. The old men, the, the size of Goliath, he's big and he's strong. His, his strength and his bustles were, were so magnifying that it scared and terrified them to death. Kind of like today. So many people today are facing tough situations. Suicide is at an all-time high. Depression, loneliness, anxiety, all of these things. Suicide in teenagers is up. It's everywhere. There are so many gross and horrible situations that are up. There's many giants that are facing many different people today. And if we were to take a look at this story, do we fall in the line with the Israelite men are we being intimidated by what's being thrown at us? Or are we being the teenager in the story who's saying, you can throw whatever you want at me. I'm not backing down. Are we going to be like the men, scared to death? Scared to do anything. Scared to say anything. And the enemy is always right there. The minute you choose to do something good, the enemy is right there saying, ah, you don't deserve to do that. You don't deserve to do that in church. You don't deserve to say that. You don't deserve. You're not good enough to get up and stand and speak. You're not good enough to go and witness. You're not good enough to do this. You're not good enough to do that. Satan always taunting. You don't have the qualifications to say this, to do that. And for the Israelite men, he was right there and he was taunting those men saying, there's no way you could win against that guy. And they believed it. How many of us have believed the message that we're being taunted with. How many of us believe today the intimidation that's being thrown at us? Matthew 8, verse 5. I got two more stories and we're going to start to wrap up in the next 45 minutes. When Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him, Lord, my young servant lies in bed, paralyzed and in terrible pain. And Jesus said, I will come and heal him. But the officer said, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come to my house. Just say the word from where you are, and my servant will be healed. I know this because I'm under authority of my superior officers, and I have the authority over my soldiers. I only need to say, go and they go, come and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they will do it. Matthew 8, verse 10. 
When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. And turning to those who were following him, he said, I tell you the truth, I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. And I tell you this, that many Gentiles will come from all over the world, east and west, sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the feast of the kingdom of heaven. But many Israelites, those from whom the kingdom was prepared, will be thrown into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing teeth. And Jesus said, verse 13, then Jesus said to the Roman officer, go back home because you believe it has happened. Because you believe it has happened. And the young servant was healed at the same hour. One of the most amazing things in this story, here is a, a leader in the Roman army. This is a general, this is a man with power. And he, he realized that his servant's sick and he cares deeply for his servant. And he finds that there's only one place. I can't go to the doctors, they're not going to help. I can't get these pills, these vaccination shots, it's not going to help. There's only one place that I can go to help my servant, and it's Jesus Christ. And as he stands in front of Jesus Christ, he says to Jesus, Jesus, I don't need you to come to my house. I don't need you to come and lay hands on him. All I need you to do, Jesus, is just say the word, the faith that this man had, the faith that this guy had, that he said to Jesus, I don't need a touch. I don't need a hug. I don't need this. I don't need that. Can you just say the word, Jesus? And I believe in listening to this, Jesus said, I haven't seen such great faith. It was the faith of this man that healed his servant. Because he had this great faith inside of him. And so one of the things that we're battling with today as we move 21 to 22, some of our faith, some of our faith in God has been damaged. And some of our faith, because there's just too much clutter. It's hard to believe with the clutter. It's hard to continue to believe day in and day out. It's hard to keep fighting with the enemy day in and day out when there's just so much clutter. We are meant to be fighters as people, not of each other. We are meant to be fighters. There is always going to be good and evil until the end of the world. There is going to be this fight until the end of the world, this spiritual, physical battle that we see and what we don't see. We are meant to fight. But many, I think, in the last couple of years have given up because of clutter, because of intimidation, because of being taunted. This man in the story said, Jesus, just say the word. Do I have that kind of faith? Do I, does John, do you have that kind of faith that when you say, God, I believe. And, and do you, when you pray, are you absolutely believing that it will come to pass? Matthew 21, verse 18, in the morning, Jesus was returning to Jerusalem. He was hungry, as many of us are today. And he noticed a fig tree beside the road. And he went over to see if there were any figs, but there were only leaves. And then he said to it, may you never bear fruit again. Immediately, the fig tree withered up. And the disciples were so amazed when they saw this. And they asked, how did the tree wither so quickly? Jesus told them, I tell you the truth, if you have faith, if you have faith, if you believe and don't doubt, you can do things like this and much more. You can even say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown in the sea and it will happen. You can pray for anything and if you have faith, you will receive it. 
God this morning wants to renew the faith that's inside of us. I believe all of us believe God at some level. I believe we still have some form and some level and some shape of faith in God at some level. But do we have the faith that moves mountains? Do we have that faith? It says, Jesus, just say the word. Jesus, I believe this morning. I'm not doubting what I pray for. I believe that you will come through. You will make this happen. This giant that's in front of me, I believe that you're going to take him out. That you're going to give me the victory in this situation, in this situation, in this situation. I believe. God, I don't have to worry about it because I prayed and I believe and I am ready to receive. From 21 to 22, we moved and the, one of the churches here is so nice to leave these lovely balloons for us here. It's a reminder that we are in 2022, January 2nd. My last verse and then we're going to close. Hebrews 12.1 says, Since we're surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates, perfects our faith because of the joy awaiting him. He endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now Jesus is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. And so we just look at this verse as we wrap up this morning. It says, we're surrounded by a huge crowd of witnesses. We're surrounded by, you know, Peter, James, and John. We're surrounded by all the men and women who've gone before us. Mother Teresa, all the great names, Smith Wigglesworth and Billy Graham, all the men and women who have given their life for this gospel. Men and women who, who bled and died so that you could have this gospel, so that this gospel, so that this story was preserved. We are surrounded by all these great witnesses. And the writer says, since we're surrounded by them, we need to make sure that we're running with nothing on us that is slowing us down. Is there anything slowing you down? Is there anything in 2021 that slowed you down? Now, easy illustration, how many of us, after eating a nice, big, two-pound burrito, traditionally, after you eat a two-pound burrito, you're not going to just get up and run a mile, right? You need to sit for a little bit, Right? How many of us after eating 12 tacos are not just going to get up and run 15 laps? Now, some of us are daring and some of us are crazy. But usually after we eat, what do we do? Ah, let's sit and relax, right? Ah, I wonder spiritually how many of us are sitting this morning because we've allowed too much clutter to fill up the unit. The writer of Hebrews says, you are surrounded by people who are cheering you on. There are champions who've gone before you and they are cheering you on this morning. And they're saying, I know you're going to get this. I know you're going to do good things. I know you're going to make a difference. But you need to make sure that you take off every clutter, everything that has slowing you down and run with endurance the race that God has set before us. In 2022, my prayer is that all of us in here this morning, that we would run and not let anything hold us back. That we would run and we would find truth. That we would run and stick with freedom. It is the reason Jesus came to, to know the truth, the truth that will set us free. That where his spirit is, there is freedom. It is that reason God made you to be free. God made me to be free. God made us to be free people. 
and that we would not let anyone or anything take that freedom away. That in 2022, that we stand on the word of God, that we stand for truth, that we stand and speak our mind and not be afraid. That no matter what situations arise this year, and there's gonna be plenty, there's gonna be so many awesome, horrible, wonderful situations in 2022. But no matter what you face, the best place is to stand on this, the word of God, the truth. Because it's the truth that's going to get you through. It's the truth that's going to give you victory. And it's the truth that's going to see us through toward the next place that God wants us to be. Stand with us. We're going to close in a song. Psalms 51.10 says this, Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of salvation. Make me willing to obey you. With your eyes closed and heads bowed this morning, I know that 21 has already gone and 22 has already started, but I do think that some of us, we haven't taken that moment yet to say, what clutter did I build up in 21? What things did I allow in my life that I shouldn't have? God created me a clean heart. God created me to look like that, that empty, clear storage unit that's clean and pure and ready to just be full with good stuff. God, whatever, God, in 21 that I allowed to clutter my life, whatever words, whatever shows, whatever music, whatever things that I did and allowed in my life that just created so much junk and clutter, God, I pray that you would just yank that out of me. God, I pray this morning that you would create in me a clean heart, God, a pure heart. God, I pray this morning that you would create and renew a loyal spirit within all of us. God, I pray this morning that you would fill us all with your Holy Spirit, that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit, that you would fill us with your love, God, that pushes away all fear, that your love, your perfect love that gets rid of and takes away and pushes out all fear. God, I pray this morning you'd make us strong, that you'd make us brave. God, that you would fill our hearts with so much intensity to do and to be right. To lead in this valley in Hemet, San Seno, and Val Vista, in this valley that you placed us in. God, restore the joy of our salvation. God, this morning, for those who are listening or here and just lost the joy to be saved, I pray that you would restore that joy. God, unlike Psalms, the writer, just make us willing to obey you, God. So with your eyes closed and heads bowed, you know, I think there's times where, and I don't do it every time, but with your eyes closed and heads bowed this morning, sometimes we have to do something in order to see change in our lives. If there are eyes closed and heads bowed, if you're here this morning and you know that your life has just been so cluttered, that spiritually, after eating that big juicy burrito, you just sat down and you haven't got back up the taunting, intimidation has slowed you down. 
raise your hands to heaven this morning and say, God, I give you everything that I am. God, I want to start this year off right. God, I give you everything, every clutter, every word that's been spoken over me, every lie that I believed. God, I take off everything in my life that doesn't belong this morning. surrender and give you 